0: we are live here on wednesday december 16 2020 this is the sprint right option podcast the only 49ers podcast that's going to talk about the 49ers playoff chances in a semi-realistic way today uh i am andrew pasquini i got jason aponte next to me jason how you doing how was your uh past five days since we last talked on the podcast
1: amazing man you know so much has happened you know so many thoughts so many takes have been thrown out there it's been an interesting week man you know we kind of figured that that's what it would be right after a loss uh like this so uh yeah this week has been very interesting that's the word that i will choose to use
0: yeah i I, I forgot the opening i was going to use and that's why Mm -hmm. i pulled that one out but the one i was going to use because i I remembered after the fact is uh the only 49ers podcast that warned you about the washington football game about four weeks ago Um, and that and we're we're here that's what we're going to talk about today Uh, the the 49ers falling to the Washington football team I'm trying to find the score 23 to 15 and we have a million ways we could talk about this game this was really the I I, I know I like to try and be Mr. Positive about you know the playoffs and all that Mm -hmm. like I I feel like I'm the only one and I, I like I'm not even hanging on to playoff hopes. I'm just, as I said previously, I'm one of those people who, like, if there's a mathematical chance, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, there's there's a chance, so I'm all in. No, like, th- this this game was the one where, you know, they lost and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't care as much. However, there still is a mathematical chance the 49ers make the playoffs. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We will talk about this game first. And I said on Friday's show that if the Niners win, like Nick Mullins is going to be my number one star just because he probably did something right. The exact opposite happened. Uh, the 49ers <laughs> lost, and it, it, it's it's a Nick Mullins loss. Like, I don't like to give quarterbacks wins and losses. I know a lot of people like that stat. It's really a pointless stat. Why does the quarterback get the win for being, you know, He's not the only guy on the field, but this this loss, I think, it ends and begins with Nick Mullins.
1: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you know, I, and and I think that what you know, now that I've had a few days to settle on it and everything, right? You know, look, Nick Mullins, it is what it is. I don't want to crap on the guy, and I think you guys kind of know where I'm going with this. You know, this team will never go anywhere without um the quarterback play that they've been seeing. You know, and and that's, again, when we talk about good quarterback play, we're not even talking about a large increase. A 10% increase might be just enough to get this team some wins. Um, Unfortunately, that's just not happening right now. So, you know, look, I think what Kyle Shanahan said, um, if it wasn't today or if it wasn't the day before, said that, backups are backups for a reason and when they're out there a bunch they're exposed and that's why they don't become starters right like and that's really true honestly but you know when you have a good backup is when you don't know his name or anything like that when you have a bad backup you know they you immediately like oh my goodness Blake Bortles is behind him you know that that's the sort of thing you know like so it's like I mean I I didn't mean to take a shot at him I know that you know I know that Blake the snake's your guy but like you know uh, um but yeah you know it's it's you know no team can win when the defense gives up what, nine points and the offense the offense scores more for the other team. Like that's that's no way for anybody to win. And, you know, I hate to say that we've been saying it, you know, every week, but turnovers, 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 you know, uh yeah, that's exactly what happened. You know, I, I really think that I'm more just upset with that second and third quarter and I don't think that I'm really like using hyperbole here when I say that that second and third quarter of offensive football was some of the worst offensive football I've ever seen in a while, in a long while, um, like, further back from 2017. Like, mm-hmm. fumble, pick, false start, drop pass, play after play after play after play. It was it was putrid, and I tweeted out those numbers. 29 yeah. total yards in an offense, uh, you
0: know, 61 total yards, more turnovers than first downs. Can't happen. Can't happen. No. It, it really got to a point with this game because I, I – I... I engulf myself in games like a lot of people do. I got my TV behind me. That's that's where I watch the games, right? I also have a computer setup that you guys don't see cuz it's right in front of me where I have a monitor, a laptop and my PlayStation monitor. And I watch the games well, on the TV. No problem, right? I third quarter ends I started playing Madden, and I was kind of half paying attention to the 49ers on my main monitor. That, that That's kind of the point it got at for me, where it's just like, I, I, I can do other things right now. Why am I wasting my time watching this product? And it's real bad because, you know when I decided to re-watch the game so I could kind of be ready for this podcast? Mm-hmm. During the Monday night game. Man, I, you, I, missed I, a, I missed, you missed Game of the Year. I missed a very good football game in order to catch up on the 49ers and boy oh boy do I regret that mistake um,
1: man uh you know there was uh you know it was it was some anxious moments in the stomach um I'm trying to see how many of these I can get out here without like actually getting alluding to it
0: you, you know what the best part was is I, I I firmly believe I don't think he he pooped I think he 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 did cramp up and he was running he, he even said that like his legs started cramping up too but whether or not he Cramped, or whether or not he pooped. The move of coming out with like the bandage on, like where an IV would go, is just—it's such a good idea. Because then you're like, no, look, I like IV. I had a, I have bandage. I got an IV. Like I was cramping. So good on Lamar Jackson.
1: um Get out of here. You know what that was? That was his. <laughs> hey, look, when he was running, that's the doo-doo walk. And
0: well, it definitely, it definitely <laughs> was. It, it <laughs> really was. Um,
1: and and the bandage is. No, you know, denied it, supplied it, type, you know, the kids rules, whatever. Like, if you know, like, that's him denying it, knowing he supplied it. Sorry, go ahead. Let's 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 All get right, back. Anyways, on the real
0: there seat. we go. Uh, there's your Monday Night Football breakdown. <laughs> um, yeah, so you already touched on it. Uh, the Niners' defense gave up nine points. They gave up nine points. Um, the the offense. Mullins had a fumble that was returned by uh, Chase Young, who had a very good game, and then he yes. threw it. And I rewatched that interception, man. Yes. Like. It was like a Madden interception where you think your guy's there and you, th- and as you throw it, the guy decides to run a different route and mm-hmm. the ball's just going to where he was. Yeah. And I, I accepted in Madden because Madden's not a very good football game. In the NFL, as a quarterback, you have to know what your receiver's doing. You can't throw mm-hmm. it to a spot where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the interception was just god-awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the play that I really – was the play that i kind of gave up on the nick mullins train uh it was chase Young's sack it was uh the one play that trent williams was out on right uh and and justin school came in uh chase young dropped back into coverage mm-hmm. and so skull you know he he looked to his right to see if he could assist because in his head like You know, Chase Young's dropping into coverage. I don't need to worry about him. The second he turns his body to go help, Chase Young breaks in and sacks Nick Mullins. And, like, you can look at that tape and be like, what's Skull doing there? Skull's doing his job. Obviously, you could talk about him having a feel for the game and needs to at least check on Young before he turns the body or something like that.
1: That's not his job, though. That's my issue job
0: exactly my issue on the play is it wasn't like it was an instantaneous thing where like mm. the snap happened Skull realized he dropped back into coverage and turned his shoulders Mullins had four seconds to throw the ball or yeah. move the pocket yeah he just stood there looked chase young in the eyes and just watched him sack him and and that's what we're talking about in, in, in terms of quarterback mobility. We don't – the 49ers don't need a guy. We're not talking about a guy like Lamar Jackson. We're not talking about a guy like Patrick – I guess Mahomes too. You know, guys like that that can run – the Kyler Murray, that's the name I was thinking about. Guys who can gain 30 yards on one play, we're talking mobility in the sense of snap the ball one second, two second, okay, I need to get out of this pocket, make something happen, and go go move. Yeah. Nick Mullins doesn't have that. And right. that was the play where I was just like – okay, like, th- this is indefensible at this point. Like, because like, yeah. the turnovers were cool, like, they're not cool. The turnovers are an issue, not cool. I hate the turnovers. The turnovers are an issue, but, like, there's other little things. I mean, I talked about how tough he played against the Bills. That didn't happen this game. That yeah. did not happen this game. So so the, the Chase Young sack on that, that was the first play where I was like, Mullins isn't even watchable at this point.
1: Here's the thing, right? So your first point about the interception. Clearly that's a guy who's trying to make a play at the end of the half and him and Juice it, it you know, they looked at each other and when you when you had that rapport, like uh, on uh, you know, I'm not trying to compare. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they get they lock eyes, they know exactly where the other one's going, and the ball comes out. He thought he knew what Kyle was about to do, and he just went the other way. Um so yeah, so that that's a bad one, right? The pick six, okay? Um, I think, you know, what you just talked about with that play about school turning his body and everything, I think that that's one of the plays in this game that I want to point to and I want to give some people advice. I am not going to try to change your mind on how you feel whoever on this offensive line is playing, right? But I do want you to use the context and the nuance of quarterbacks getting the ball out first, how long someone's allowed to block, okay? Okay or should be asked to block, right? Especially against a front four which nobody is talking about is probably the the best in this game. The Steelers are probably going to get all of the all of the love, right? And and that's fair. Yes. But Washington has guys that nobody's talking about that are just as good, you know, collectively, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when you guys are talking about who's been good, who's been bad on the on the offensive line, I want you to make sure that you pick your spots and you find that it's not the quarterback holding the ball too long and actually not because it goes both ways. You can't, ask, you can't ask cover guys to cover for five minutes, five seconds. You can't ask linemen to cover for five seconds, and you can't have the ball for that long. So whether you want to, I'm not trying to change your mind on whoever you thought played good or bad in this game. I just want you to add that to the way you're thinking when you're evaluating these guys because it's so easy to just say, yeah, look at him being bad here. Okay, but look at the read. Was the throw supposed to be out there?
0: Twitter is definitely an echo chamber when... And, I, like, I've fallen for it. I think we've all fallen for it. So I'm not, like, yes. attacking any person. Nope. It's definitely, like, one person says one thing, and that's my take now. And my my thing is, is, like, I guess, I guess for me on the offensive line, there are three spots, as the offensive line is currently constructed, that I would keep at this point. And I am keeping both tackles. I, I'm not going to be one of those who... Or, like, McGlinchy needs to go. Listen, is he the best right tackle in the game? No, he's not. But he's not as bad as some people are making him out to be. No. I think he's fine. I think maybe like maybe there's something to the weight thing, you know. Maybe there's there's something there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with McGlinchy being here next year. I think he'll be fine. Um, the two positions I would really assess if I'm the 49ers is that center and that right guard. If yeah. I had to pick the – a configuration of the offensive line next year i i'm I'm keeping williams obviously i'm keeping lake and tomlinson i think there's something there that i I do think there's something there that the communication between williams and um uh tomlinson i think it's a little off still that's okay that'll get worked out over time and i think McGlinchy is fine i would replace the center maybe not replace but assess it Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not here calling for other people's jobs. That's not what I'm here to do. Right. I would reassess the center and the right guard positions and kind of see what they can do. And maybe maybe they think McKivitz can do something in the future. Who knows what that spot's going to be. But the, the tackles, I'm okay with them. I, McGlinchey, yes, can be better. But he still shows enough bright spots to me that there's still something there.
1: Can I cut you off real quick? Not to cut you off, but, I mean, we, yeah. we're doing questions, right? We took questions from Twitter, and I think that your answer there is going to come up with one of them. So just hold uh-huh. on to that thought and Beautiful. just reiterate it because it's it's definitely been one of the questions about, you know, what's a what's a need, right? And I think that it goes hand-in-hand with what you just said. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, look, I think, you know, I, I don't want to get into a rant or anything like that, too. And, you know, I just think that it's important when you guys are evaluating everything is that you have to evaluate all the factors, roster, Who's executing? You know, um, the play calling. What's happening, right? So, like, you know, we saw a little bit of chatter about around Kyle Shanahan's play calling. You guys know that I yelled and screamed somewhere else about it. You know, look, I'll just reiterate my stance. It's hard as a play caller to dip into anything more complicated when the quarterback you're you're asking to make simple reads and simple throws can't do that. And that's across the board. I'm not just talking about Nick Mullins. Okay? Like mm-hmm. I I'm sorry if I'm being, you know, you know, controversial here, but I'm talking about the offense that Kyle Shanahan has been forced to run since he's been here, and yes, I'm talking about 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. This is not the offense that he wants to run, okay, guys? I think we need to come to grips with this, okay? Um and I think that you need to understand that there's reason guys guys are backups, and there's reason why you know guys don't get snaps right all the time. That there's roster politics. We understand that sometimes guys are out of out of place because of other reasons that we we can't put our finger on. But you see, when some guys are just not as good, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, look, drops are one thing. The false starts, you know, all of these things. You know, like this is a team right now that is missing a lot of some of its parts, and you know, just you know, Debo going out in the first drive. That So, think about this as a play caller, right? Check this out. There was clearly a game plan to get Debo Samuel the ball, right? If that was the first play of the game, right? Now that bullet's gone on the first play of the game. Boom. Now you're completely away from the script that you script. That first drive is always scripted. That first drive is off script now. What happened in that first drive? No score. Just the way it probably would have probably ended up in a score if Debo Samuel's there because that's just how it goes. So, I just want to give that sort of context to the argument as well, too. It's just like, guys, I understand... We're all disappointed about where this team is because we all expected, you know, what we expected coming off of last year. But I think that, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but when your team is completely injured and not playing well, it's just, you know, you kind of are who you are this year. So it's just like, you know, toss this year up to what it is at this point. Like, I don't understand why it's so, I mean, it's frustrating because you look at games that they should have won, but realistically look at this team and really say, you know, you have to kind of be realistic with yourself about their their real aspirations.
0: I'm going to ask this question in the most jerk way I possibly can, okay I love it. You want to talk about play calling and and the importance of play calling not just mm-hmm. on the idea but also the personnel you have on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask this question. It is going to be a really mean question, and I apologize 49er fans. the wasp play the play uh. i you know what play I'm talking about. It is a great play call, correct? yes. If you replace Tyreek Hill with Sammy Watkins, does it work as well? Probably not. That's There you go. It's a perfect play call, but it's not going to get called if Sammy Watkins is Tyreek Hill.
1: That's not and, an option and, if Tyreek Hill's not playing. That's not that's, a play that you're like, and, that you're not Get. You, yeah,
0: I'm sorry. And that that's the point I'm making is Shanahan's offense works. He The fact... The, the Niners outgained the Washington football team by 150 yards. They put up 344 yards in that game, which I believe is right around their average. And it feels like a really bad game. Let me—I'm gonna double check what their team average is. It, it felt like a really bad game. Uh, I, I don't have the yards per game up right now, but
1: here, Andrew, let me ask you this: Yes, if I would have told you before the game. Alex Smith is not going to complete this game. We're going to see Dwayne Haskins for a large portion of it. What would you have said? It, feel,
0: it feels good, baby.
1: <laughs> that was the reality, and that's what happened. You know, like that, that's the thing, right? Like you, you, you talk about. So, again, if I gave you out of context ideas, one, Alex Smith's not going to be playing this entire game, you're going to get Dwayne Haskins. Two, yes. the defense is only going to score nine points. I would have said the 49ers rolled to what I thought they were going to roll to because I didn't see how they could score on offense. Now add the pick six. Now add the fumble. Now add every sack. Now add now add drive killing drops. Now add drive killing penalties. You know, like that's the thing, and that's the thing. All right, so I'm just gonna say his name. The thing with with McGlinchey was is that the hold happened right then. The the thing that I want to give you guys a little bit, you know, look, I'm not defending Mike, right? Because obviously, look, he was beat off of the the rip. Montez Sweat was past him, and I understand. You know what? I'm panicked. I have to hold. You know, Jeff Wilson misses chip too, and if Jeff Jeff Wilson chips him and he's engaged. You know, the, the ref has a harder look at throwing that hold. because And then if you look at the result of the play, the result of the play was like literally the 49ers were about to be in the red zone with a chance to tie this game. Like, backbreaker. Like, absolute backbreaker.
0: You have to adjust the expectations. The the, yes. the Washington football team has one of the best pass rushes in the game. They're not going to be perfect. Um, but to, to my point about the personnel, uh, Niners had 344 yards. Games, they've had less than 344 yards um miami they had 259 total yards they had 17 points in that game 351 which about the same against seattle they scored 27 337 against the packers they scored 17 and 281 against the saints they scored 13 the fact that they have 344 yards and are only getting 15 points it shows the offense in a way is working it's just the personnel's not there to make it work like the I don't want to say it, but like this team with Jimmy Garoppolo is better than a five win team. Let, like, let's just be honest. Let, let's let's stop. Let's stop with this pretend like Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a good quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is a fine quarterback. He is not elite. He is not great. He might not even be good in some cases, but he is fine. He is good enough. We, we will get to IU. Don't worry about it. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, we yeah. We will
0: get to IU. We're, we're mainly talking about oh, the yeah. issues right now. Um, it, this team is fine with Garoppolo. When you have to call plays for Nick Mullins, who can't seem to make them work because of a lack of mobility, a lack of good there. I mean, there was a play I sent it to you guys. It was um I think in the second quarter, uh Kendrick Bourne hit hit a found a seam, was open in the middle of the field, and yes, he had some pressure. I understand it. Lakin Tomlinson didn't give him the 2.5 seconds. I sent the video of the ball coming out and if you want to talk about tight spirals, don't watch that play. That ball came out so poorly, and it died. Mm-hmm. He had Kendrick Bourne open. It's an easy 20-yard mm-hmm. game. He mm-hmm. couldn't hit him. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan diagrammed a player open. The execution wasn't there. So none yeah. of this is on Shanahan. Right. And I wouldn't even say any of it's really on Mullins. Mullins is a backup quarterback. That's right. what he is. And he's like being
1: exposed he, right now. He's just being exposed right now. That's it, man. And that's why he's a backup quarterback, an undrafted free agent. See, look, here's another thing that I'll say. Because I am really tired of talking quarterbacks on the timeline. I really am, guys. We've got to give it a rest. Like, come on, please. I think everything that needs to be said has been said. And now that we know that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not coming back, what more are you going to add to this conversation that hasn't already been said? But yes. undrafted free agent, you know, it's it's – Hard to expect all of these things, right? And then to your point about the plays, right? The the one example that I posted, you know, and sarcasm doesn't come through on Twitter. Um, but I said, yeah, you guys are right. You convinced me. Kyle's calling the wrong plays, and it was, uh, you know, it was cover three, right? Everybody yeah. drops into there, and 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 where do you beat zone? You beat it in in the seams. Charlie Warner's on the right, open. Brandon Ayuk's open on the left. Nick Mullins never even looks a different way. So the single high safety, you know what? Somebody jumped in my DMs because they said the same thing too. I'm tired of talking quarterbacks, but I want to show you something. If I'm playing single high and the quarterback is looking straight at the read, you love that. You know why? You don't have to do any diagnosing. He's literally looking at it, right? But if you even hint at your body moving the other way, you give him that half a step. And if you have the arm strength to rip that seam throw to Brandon Ayuk, that's a touchdown. Again, that's not on Kyle Shanahan that he can't make that throw. He called the right play on the right coverage, and the quarterback couldn't execute. I'm not trying to pile on Nick Mullins. I am just trying to give you the facts, and when you want to talk about Kyle Shanahan, just make sure you remember these things. I understand you want to nitpick one or two plays. Nitpicking's not my thing because you have to talk about how every single play call got you to that play. That's a larger discussion that people don't want to have. But when it comes to that, the plays were there, and that's the problem that I have. If the plays weren't there, Washington has a great defense. A great defense. If the plays weren't there and they were completely covered, then you just got to sit there and say, hey, listen, man, they play better than us. But when you watch the film and you see it all out there, plenty of throws, every single passing concept has some sort of emergency valve, and Nick Mullins never gets to it, even even if he knows where it's at. And that's the issue, I think. I'm sorry.
0: A good example of what you're talking about, of the shoulder thing as well, just to kind of look off, is the first game against the Rams in Santa Clara. It was their first touchdown of the game. Uh, They were at the six-yard line. Debo ran a little curl route right at the end zone line. uh, And Bourne was next to him, and he ran an out route along the the, the goal line. Garoppolo snaps it. The second Bourne breaks on the out route, Garoppolo just kind of gives it a little, like, shoulder fake. He gets the, the the safety or the linebacker, whoever is there to bite, and Debo's wide open right there, and he hits it. That That's what we're talking about. Like, something as simple as, like, a shoulder. And once again, this, this season is on nobody but the injuries. This isn't Nick Mullen's fault. I am sorry if your personal – not your, Jason, but your, the collective your – Expectation was Nick Mullins was going to step in and this offense wasn't going to miss a beat. Nick Mullins a backup; he shouldn't be starting eight games in a season ever. Plain and simple, the only reason he has is the injuries, right? So there's there's nothing that this team could have done other than not get hurt. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do. It's not even a training training staff issue to me because look at all the injuries. Like, what's the training staff going to do? What's the training staff going to do about, about Bosa tearing his ACL and Garoppolo getting rolled up over? Like They can't like make them out of titanium and make them perfect. So it, it, it's really like I don't even want to get mad at Mullins for this season. I, like, it's, just, it's such a waste of my time to, to focus on any individual piece other than the injuries. That, that's my thing. So do we have any final negatives we want to get out and we could wipe the palette clean? Because there were a few good things I want to talk about in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we should talk about the entire defense playing well. I've got some things to say about that, you know. But as far as the negatives go, man, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the lack of execution, right? It's one thing to not be better than anybody. It's a whole other thing to shoot yourself in the foot. You know, again, teams... Teams come in, they're just better than you sometimes, right? Especially in the state that this team is in. But to needlessly toss games away because of interceptions and fumbles and false starts and missed assignments and drops, it's that's the stuff that like will make you tear your hair out. Play as hard as you can and play as well as you can and whatever the results gonna be is whatever the results gonna be because that's this league. But man... Watching this is not fun. This offense has not been fun to watch all year, man. And I see all the plays that Kyle is dialing up. I see exactly the vision. And it's so frustrating. If I'm frustrated, watch. You know what? Let's play a drinking game. Let's do a cut-up of every time Kyle Shanahan throws his hands up or throws his hands down. And, you know, we're going to be done. like, Like, in about 10 minutes. So, it's like. It's just it's just frustrating. Yeah, like this game, like kind of just puts a cap on the season for me, um, especially just how we should evaluate it, just because of it, it, it is what it is at this point. No point in getting upset. It's just all about where do we go from here and what the team's aspirations are um, going into next year at this point.
0: Yeah, and the the other part is is like the people who want to bench Mullins, CJ. We know what CJ Beathard is. He's not going to be better. So the, the Niners are still rolling out with the best they have. Anyways, we're past that point. Let's talk about the positives. Uh Brandon Ayuk is Oh my goodness. Boy oh boy. Did they did they hit that pick? Um How I long can didn't... we talk
1: about Brandon Ayuk? Can we talk about him a ton? Like a lot?
0: Uh so 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 subtle subtle brag. Uh, I was on, you know, I, my my radio hits I did yesterday. Yep. And he he goes, he goes, "So so what do you what do you think about the Niners quarterback situation for 2021?" Uh, and it sucks and I about go, those appearances. I go, I go, man, if you want, I could talk for the next hour and a half about this. I don't think you want me on that long. And and so, yeah, The same thing with IU. Uh, 10 receptions on 16 targets, 119 yards, uh, no touchdowns, unfortunately. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, You said 16 targets, right? And he had how much? 10 receptions, 119 yards.
1: Should have had 3,000 yards. (laughs)
0: um yes uh he becomes the first 49er rookie receiver to have 10 receptions in a game since i don't know if you've heard this name uh really really deep uh jerry rice a fairly unknown player oh the guy Uh, from
1: dancing with the stars right yeah yeah
0: him yeah uh he went to he went to mississippi valley state and it's crazy because like same consistency, right? Like, you have to go to good colleges to be a NFL, good NFL player, right? Yeah. So, oh,
1: all right. Well, see, but now you're opening up another can of worms. Just stay on <laughs> Just stay on. No, I, I was here. making a joke. That was, of that was course. 100% a joke.
0: <laughs> uh, he, we said it two months ago, man. The Niners have a number one receiver. The Niners yeah. have a number one receiver. Debo yeah. is great. Nothing yes. away taken away from Debo. Yes. Brandon Ayuk just has it, whatever yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing, right? You can't quantify it, right? It's just there. And that's been my point about um, Ayuk. Day one, I'm the man. That's it. You can't cover me. I don't care who it is. James Bradbury, cool. Good luck. Nice try. You know, uh, whoever it is. You know, um, week after week, he just finds ways to get open. Him getting, uh, getting away from Trey White last week, I thought. I was like, oh, my goodness, look at this guy. And then when I watched this game, you know, for him to have that catch over the middle where the guy basically tackled him before the ball got there, for him to be missed on that seam throw, which is an easy touchdown if that ball just gets in over the linebacker um, on time. Um, You know, again, wide receivers can only do one thing is get themselves open, but he's getting himself open against everybody. And I don't think, you know, and this is, again, this all right, so my, maybe I'll get into my hot take bag, you know, because I'm not one of these guys, you know, but yes, I sure. think that even, even with this small sample size, He's the best receiver that the 49ers have had since Terrell Owens. Let's argue. I mean,
0: you got to, like.
1: Don't, no joke play. answers either in the comments either. No, you, you know, got- no A.J. Jenkins or DeAndre Smelter jokes. None of those. Like, You know, you said,
0: you said that and I was literally going to lead up to an A.J. Jenkins <laughs> No. I, I mean, off the top of my head. I, I would put Anquan. Obviously, Anquan Bolden's not terrible. That's
1: what. So. so that one doesn't count. I'm talking about. I'm talking about guys. Our guys that we drafted.
0: Oh, guys, we drafted uh, that eliminates River Craycraft. Um, <laughs>
1: See, but somehow you still. I just told you not to do it, and somehow you still did it. But keep going. You
0: know me, Jason. Yes, you I know do, I do. who I am, I
1: and that's why you're the man.
0: Um, yeah, Crabtree wasn't great. Oh, that's I mean, he, a good he, he, one. Crabtree was a fine niner. He was a fine a niner, but he, he, but he was never like... Because when I think of a number one receiver, I don't necessarily mean like number one receiver on the Andrew, team. Andrew, this is a good one though right here. Brandon Lloyd's up there, yes. That's
1: a really good one. I think that um, one slept on a little
0: bit. Brandon Lloyd's definitely slept on. When When I talk number one receiver, I don't mean number one receiver on a team. I mean in terms of like a player that, like, he goes to a new team, and he's the number one receiver. Like, there's there's only a handful of number one guys. And, like, I'm talking Julio Jones. I'm talking, like, number one receivers. And and Ayuk's going to get there. He, he's not quite there. He's definitely the number one receiver on the 49ers, but in terms of league-wide, he's not quite there. Brandon Ayuk's okay. going to get there, though. He is so good. The Niners hit on this pick. You can take your Jerry Judys, your Henry Ruggs, your – CD You're layers. a CeeDee Lamb. Yo,
1: but Justin Jefferson's really good. I'm.
0: You know what? I'm even going to throw his name in there. He's having a very good year. Mm-hmm. And and he's the best receiver as of right this second. But give me Ayuk in five years over, over Justin Jefferson in five years.
1: Yeah, because, you know that's like... Cause
0: it, it's just what he's doing with the quarterback. Uh, Justin Jefferson's had a number one quarterback all year. Brandon Ayuk is dealing with this with Nick Mullins, a backup. So it's... Ayuk's gonna be something and paired off like paired off with Debo Samuel, it's just gonna be such a good combo. I'm excited. I am very excited for this team. For for Ayuk. Yeah.
1: See, I said no joke ones, Kali, uh, Arnes Battle, I knew that was coming. Um, but I JJ mean, yeah. Stokes. JJ Stokes, I mean, I had high hopes for him too. You know, I'm old yeah. enough to remember that. Remember, I'm really old. That's another that's a whole other story, I remember,
0: but I remember JJ Stokes? I used him in NFL Game Day 98 on the PC. Oh my god. Nine, how eight, how nine, old sports?
1: How, how old were you in 1998, Andrew? Uh,
0: I was born in 92, so 6 5 six. and 6.
1: We'll move on because I don't want to tell you how old I was. Anyway, um, <laughs> when it comes to what the heck are we talking about? Oh, so number one Ayuk. receiver. So Brandon Ayuk, man. Um, you know, again, like even last year, right? You know, we love Debo Samuel and everything, and I still am in. The, I'm on the side of the fact that Debo Samuel is still being underutilized and is so much more than what he's being used. And we would discuss him in a different way if this team cho- chose to use him in a different way, a- as opposed to using him because of the li- limitations of the offense. Okay, um, but Ayuk. You know, it took Debo a little while to get going, like yeah. a few weeks before. You know, Ayuk showed up, and he's just, yeah, I'm the guy, I'm the man. Like, and it, and and again, that goes back to the it thing. And I think that what we're talking about when we talk about like number one guys, guys who can just get open. Odell Beckham comes to mind. You know, guys like that. You know, like that are just open and they just, you know, they're hard. So it's it's a uh, it's a slam dunk. If there is a silver lining, it is the fact that. I feel confident that the, the 49ers have their wide receiver one for many years to come. And Javon Kim, Kinlaw is coming along very nicely mm-hmm. um, right now. So, I mean, our rookies right now, I'm I'm very happy. Unfortunately, we found out that today Colton McKibbs is going to be on COVID, uh, on COVID list. So, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing him play because we have to figure out what we have with this team now. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with this loss, right? Like, I think that should be the attitude going forward. If you're talking about things we know, I think we need to start diving into the uncertain and we need to figure out what is on this team, who's here to stay, who's here to go. And I think that's what should be the the goal. But we all know that that's not going to be. That's it sounds it sounds easy coming from my mouth, but we understand that that's not how it works.
0: Do you want to know what the opposite of Shanahan's doghouse is? What is that? Being put out there as the punt returner in a situation where we're looking for a big play. Oof. And that's what Brandon Ayuk had. Yeah. Right? Like Ayuk was not used has not been used as a punt returner too much this year. It's been it's been Trent Taylor, Richie James. But at the end of that game, where the Niners needed a return, Ayuk was the one back there. Ayuk was the one back there. Yeah, and that and that too good point about J- Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Thielen, uh...
1: Thielen, Thielen sees the coverage. They roll the coverage his way. But yeah, still Justin Jefferson is doing things that I thought that he couldn't oh, do because he was a slot guy in LSU, and I yes. think that everybody kind of had him pegged as that. And I'm starting to see. I mean, you forget start to see you see it. I mean, but that's beside the point, guy. I'm
0: sorry. Um so yeah so i ayuk like just getting the trust of being the guy like we need a big play you're gonna go back and punt return <laughs> that's a good point the auk is the best since debo that's a good one that's true. um so so yeah so i i'm happy with ayuk the other side i'm happy with is the defense the defense is good man yeah man um in a normal year and not a and I'm saying a normal year that has nothing to do with COVID and right. in a normal year where there is a, where there isn't a player who almost died because of a leg injury. Jason Verrett's your comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah. What it's he so has crazy done, how Alex Smith threw an interception him. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I tweeted that. I think yeah. the, the comeback player of the year throws an interception to the second comeback player of the year. Um, he had an interception. Um, De- Deion Jordan, what what's happened to him the past two weeks? He's been pretty good. Jordan Arizona Willis, native.
1: Arizona native.
0: He's in his he's, hometown. He's in his hometown. Uh, jo- Jordan Willis with another sack. Yeah, their 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 pieces are so good, and and it's really the scheme. Um, I, there's really not much I could say. The defense gave up nine points, and they still lost. Man.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we're back to negatives, but yeah, I mean, that's the overall arcing, you know, again, like if I told you all these things, nine points, um, how many, how much, you know, the team outgained them, um, Alex Smith going down, you would have said, man, they really tattooed that, that football team and just didn't happen. Um, that's not how this one worked out. Um, but yeah, the defense was great, man. And I think that some stuff that I I saw, um, on film too, that I kind of wanted to highlight, not even sure if I'm bringing up a point, but I just wanted to point it out, I guess. Um, the 49ers are trying their best right now to hide Richard Sherman a little bit and man on man. And what I mean by that is I saw them come out on a dime on the first drive on a third down, and they left killer Weatherspoon. That's right, the same Akella Weatherspoon. He was actually out there um, on the outside, and Sherman actually kind of fell back into strong, strong safety, um, and it was a straight-up man concept. So it was a, it was a two-man high. So um, I just thought that that was interesting, a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of, again— you have to scheme around your liabilities. You have to scheme around... Not liabilities. You have to scheme around your restrictions, right? I'm not going to talk about yes. Richard Sherman like that. I'm taking that all the way back. He's not a liability, right? Like, this is this is just his restriction right now. So, it's yes. the so same thing with Kyle. Kyle can only do what he's given. Same thing with Salah. And they're doing the best they can. I thought the both of them really coached their ass off. For anybody who says that we weren't coached well in this game, I'm not certain what else uh, needs to be said. So,
0: Yeah, um... Really, the the stuff on the defense we 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 say it every week. We don't need to dive in too much. Um, so, do you want to go three stars? We can talk what I want to talk about. Uh, you saw what I posted on Twitter. Yep. Um, and then we'll we'll take our questions that we had. Uh, so, do you want to start with your third star?
1: Yeah. Um, Jason Verrett, man. Um, you know, look, wasn't really wasn't really as a uh, crazy of a job this week. Even though I understand Terry McLaurin, you know, uh, is a, is a great receiver. Um, but you know, continuing to play solid gets the interception in this game. You know, um, and we we knew the limitations with the quarterback, but you know, I just wanted to highlight him because he's just having such a great round, uh, a great round, a great year. And I just want him to, you know, I just want you know to keep the good vibes going around him and everything as well. Like he may have a player or two where things get a little rough, but overall, man, like what 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 else can you say about this guy?
0: Yeah, uh, my third star is gonna be uh, <laughs> Tabor Pepper. Nice. Um, the 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 the. Down at the goal line, that was a sick play. Yeah, man. I mean, Um,
1: listen, but that's see, but listen, listen, listen. We joke, right? Because we you know, we see Tabor on Twitter and how he is. That's absolutely true though. To have that down at the one for him to be hustling down, like that's not even a joke. It's not a meme or anything like that. You're absolutely right, Andrew. That was a huge play.
0: He's a long snapper. His job isn't to shoot down the line the second he snap he has to snap it, block, and then get down there. For him to get down there, that's just an impressive play. And I and and I, I just feel like we're, we're probably going to have most of the same three stars, so I want to throw Tabor Pepper out there. Special teams does make a difference, you know. The and, and they actually almost they actually almost turned it into something because yep. that was the drive that um, Haskins threw the interception to Ward that got I forgot what it got called back for. It
1: got called back because it hit the ground.
0: Yeah, it hit the ground. So like, let's just say hypothetically that that ball gets picked off. The Niners are starting with the ball, down eight points, in a position to t- tie the game. So, right. like, e- even in that sense, so in the hypothetical world, yes, I will take Tabor Pepper on that play as my third star.
1: Whew. Yeah, way to go, Andrew. I mean, that that's something that I miss. But like, I think that, like, like I said, I think it's because how you know Tabor is, and you know, like we, you know, we all interact with him, and he's a fun guy. But you, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, like you know that play, like those little plays, like that those little plays are the ones that wins games and if the 49ers win that game they look at that play a lot differently you know yep. because again it's all a it's all a cascading effect or it's all a what a butterfly effect right you get that interception and then boom you're in the red zone you don't even have to drive now you know and now the defense is a little shell shocked cuz they have to just jump right on the field right off of there you know so like all those things are so true man like you, you really uh you really in your analyst bag today man i really like that that's it
0: i i spent a lot of time breaking down this guy i, I very much have gotten it it's probably the ADHD in me but mm-hmm. uh I get into a point where I'm like, I'm going to be really ready for the show today. And I watched like the 45 minute condensed game. I, yeah. I, I even Zoom called my friend to go over tape so I would do it. Like, I, I held myself accountable. I'm, I'm locked in. I'm ready. So I'm talking um, about
1: that's why you're my wartime consigliere. Do you get that part? You know?
0: And I, and I don't care if I'm wearing a Bears hat while doing it.
1: Oh, man.
0: Um, uh my second star i 'm gonna go varette uh same reasons for yeah. you i i don't need to divulge into it man what he's done is amazing mm-hmm. that interception was sick um mm-hmm. he's he's just been so good i mean I think i he's played like eight games the past six years or something mm-hmm. like that. It was something wild like that, and he's mm-hmm. played eleven this season like like what he 's done this year is amazing
1: yeah man um i'm gonna take an obvious one too because we already know who our one star is, and I think that you know we can still gush over him a little bit more, but my second is it star AJ Trump, Jenkins uh, yeah yeah. Damn it, he's still got the joke in. Alright, um <laughs> uh, Um uh, mine is Trent Williams, man. Um okay. first play of the game, you know, obviously we understand what happened with Debo, but um did you guys uh see him leave his feet to obliterate uh that poor uh <laughs> defender who was trying to come down? Like, bring bring him back, um, sign him immediately, give him Levi Stadium, whatever. I don't care. Trent Williams needs to be back next year, and uh I don't care if I keep on using him as one of my stars is because every week he is one of the stars. So
0: Yeah. And uh my number one star, uh Jason, probably your number one star. Brandon Ayuk. Woo, the big reveal. He's the number one star. He gets a shirt that hasn't been made yet. Yep. Man, we should do that. We should make a shirt and just like send it to the Niners randomly and just be like have them be like, What is this? Why am that's I getting it? We should definitely that's do that.
1: thrown in the trash. They're just gonna be like, we're not allowing this. This is out this is outdoor contraband. <laughs>
0: Um, no, so, yeah, Brent, Brandon Ayuk, number one star. I, I mean, I went over the numbers. He is, He's a special player. Yeah, man. That, that, that's really what it could be break, broken down to. Yeah, man. And, like, I, I think I've said this story on the podcast before. Um, So I was in the boat of them taking Jerry Judy. I thought Jerry Judy was the Me pick. Me too. I thought he was the guy. They take Ken Law, Niners, you know, first round, quote-unquote, ends. They trade back in and they take Ayuk, and my instant reaction was i don't know who Ayuk is i never i didn't watch tape on him i I really didn't pay attention to him but if if kyle shanahan is moving into the first round brandon Ayuk's going to be a good player and this is why they move back into the first round to get him
1: yeah and i mean for all the talk about not being able to evaluate people well here's one you know put this one in the win list uh for uh (laughs) for Kyle man because he really nailed this one out of the park man and then yeah I think you were right man like I think you know for me like I had to take a hard look at myself because I remember where I firmly stood on the discussion like all right, I'm just gonna be full disclosure I wanted Henry Ruggs I wanted Henry Ruggs because I thought that he was going to add something to this offense that was lacking, which was somebody who can take slants to the house like Tyreek Hill and give someone that you completely need to fear over the top, which would allow everything else to open up for Jimmy underneath. I had these thoughts. I've, I've written about it, that I wanted Henry Ruggs, not as the best player, but as the best possible fit for the 49ers, right? Yeah, I think I got that wrong. Like, I definitely think yeah. I got that wrong, you know, like, for sure. Like, I think, again, when we talk about Ayuk, maybe you can make an argument about one of these guys being more talented. But, again, fit, Ayuk is got a little bit more and, and that it in him. And, like, to be doing this with the quarterback play that he's had from all three quarterbacks, let's just keep it blunt, uh, that's really what, what you should hold your hat on. And, you know, even during blowout losses, I continuously watch the film over and over because I just enjoy watching Brandon Ayuk run routes on whoever is trying to cover him, the poor soul.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's uh, he's just so good, and I'm really excited to get, even if it's Garoppolo, just a quarterback who can get him the ball better. Uh, yeah. He's just not being, you know, he he, he could be better. Just, just put the ball in places. on the ball, yeah.
1: Put the ball in places where he can catch it and run. Like there's so many of these slants that he makes these catches on, but if they're in front of him and he's able to catch that and keep going in stride, he's about to outrun people. Like his don't let his 40 speed, um, you know, pull you back from his playing speed. It's two different things.
0: All right. Are you ready to talk about the picture I posted uh, advertising this episode?
1: Yes. We should keep it. You know, look, let's keep it to, to at least 50 minutes, and then we, we have a lot of questions yeah. to get to. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah
0: we, we got some questions we got to get to. Uh, there's a path. There's still a path uh, for the 49ers and, and to true. make the play.
1: Why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this?
0: I, I said it earlier, man. If there's a mathematical chance, I'm talking about it.
1: Okay. Fair I'm enough.
0: talking about it, so the Niners can still make the playoffs at eight and eight. And actually, I just clicked a button, mm-hmm. and Arizona can still win a game, and the Niners make the playoffs. How's that possible? I don't know. I clicked buttons, and I gave so I, I let the I let the Cardinals beat the Eagles. Playoff machine's wild, man. So so in the scenario I have right now, I am looking at the one I posted on the Twitter machine. Um, I'm going to try and only stay to the relevant games. Take out your pen and paper, kiddos, because it's going to be a wild ride. And I, Don't don't ask me to repeat this. Please, please don't. Oh, my God. They can lose to the Cowboys, too, and still make it. Okay, I'm just going to stick with the one that I, I posted. Hold on. I,
1: uh, guys who are looking for a quarterback who are listening, plug your ears. Go, Andrew. <laughs> all right,
0: here we go. The Niners – so this is week 15. The Niners beat the Cowboys. The Vikings beat the Bears – The Eagles beat the Cardinals. And I even changed this to where the Cardinals beat the Eagles and it holds. Mm. But we'll just stick with this. The Eagles beat the Cardinals. Okay. Mm. So, boom. That's what needs to happen in week 15. Week 16, the Vikings need to lose to the Saints, which should happen. The 49ers obviously need to beat the Cardinals. The Buccaneers beat the Lions. I, I know this is really good radio. I, Keep I apologize going. for this. You got uh, it. The Bears, I have the Bears beating the Jaguars. I don't know why I have that, but the Niners are still in the playoffs. Mm. Um, and eyeballing everything else, that's fine. So that's what has to happen in week 16. And in week 17, the 49ers need to beat the Seahawks. The 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 Rams need to beat the Cardinals, uh, even though if the Cardinals lose against the Eagles, that, that game won't matter. The Lions need to beat the Vikings. This is the key one. The Packers would have to beat the Bears. If the Bears beat the Packers in this scenario, the Bears jump in. Um, and I think that's the last one. I don't know, man. There, there, there's even more possibilities because I just clicked a button, and the Niners at 7-9 and nine made the playoffs. So there's a lot of things that can still happen. I'm going to talk about it as long as it's a mathematical possibility. That Listen, the, like I'm not sitting here and trying to blow smoke up your ass and say – hey, the 49ers are making the playoffs. I'm just sitting here and telling you there's there's still a path. It's very unlikely because I don't think the Niners are winning two more games. I think they're going to beat the Cowboys, Uh, but I I don't see them beating the Cardinals and Seahawks, so it's not going to happen most likely, but there's a path there. So I guess that's the end of that segment unless you have something you want to say. No, I'm um, glad
1: you put all that work in, honestly. And I was just joking. Like, honestly, you're right. You know, you, you should at least still talk about that. Regardless of what we want, those are all still things that are possible and you still have to consider them. And stranger things have happened.
0: Uh, what's Yeah, they made a whole TV show about that. Um, oh, wow. What, I mean, what what is it? The five stages of grief? Yeah. My five stages of me denying the Niners not making the playoffs is going on the playoff machine and just being like, "Okay, what can happen? What can happen?" That's my first step of like they're probably not making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, there's there's a possibility and obviously it's it's not the worst possibility because I did have a scenario where the Niners lose one of the three games. Right. So it, it's not a non-zero and I mean, I guess I could pull up the 538 number. Because that's we've been using that the past few weeks. I think what was it at? Was it twenty percent last week?
1: Yeah, it's a lot lower now.
0: It's probably a lot lower, but I could tell you exactly what it is when my computer loads. It's at nine percent.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance?
0: There there, there's a non-zero chance. I'm going to talk about it, Jason. Do you want to go over some questions?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, you know, shout out to everybody on Twitter who sent questions. You know, for the most part, they were largely serious. I expected some smart ones, and I got them, you know, and we laugh about them. But these yes. are going to be serious questions. Usually we take them here, but I like the idea of having um, questions so we can, you know, just, just be more organized a little bit, right? So yes. um, first question from our guy, Hugh Tomasello, um, on Twitter. Who's going to be the team's starting center week one of the 2021 season? That is a great question, Hugh. I, the 49ers center is not on this team for next year. That's what I'll say. Um, Andrew?
0: I don't know centers enough to answer this question, so I'm going to say Alex Mack because Alex that's Mack. the name I that's the name I saw in the comments. Yeah, I don't I listen, man. I am I'm I'm going to I'm I'm lying to you if I try and talk anything about the center position. I don't know enough to honestly answer that question at this point. Um but let's table that question for the off season because we're going to need content in the off season and I I will look I You know what? Who who asked that question? Um that was Hugh. Our guy Hugh from uh Hugh. Yeah. Hugh, I will personally research an answer to that question for you in a in an upcoming episode. Just yeah. just for you.
1: That's it. All right. Another question from uh Niner Rayo, our guy, uh friend of the pod. Does the running back room need an upgrade because Mostert's body might not be able to handle RB1 touches? So what he's talking about is Mostert popped up on the injury report, did not practice today, right? And even was a little gimpy during the game, which was always a concern, right? That's why they used him sparingly as the home run hitter, right? Yes. Um, Andrew, I'll let you go first, and then, and then I'll give my
0: thoughts. I am very fine with a running back room that features Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and a drafted running back. And maybe, you know what, let's get crazy what if ETN slips to the second round or something like that, right? Which is a full possibility. Running backs aren't aren't high priority as much anymore. I think the last time we saw a running back get drafted super high was probably Saquon. Mm. Other than that, they usually drop. So, like, if you can get a Travis ETN or a Najee Harris type player in the second round, sure, why not? But I think majority of the run- Niners running back room is already here. Yeah. I think Jeff Wilson's going to be a guy. I think Raheem Mostert. I think they're going to move on from McKinnon. I think they're going to move on um, from Coleman. So if, if if you can give me Mostert, uh, Wilson, and then a running back maybe in the second round, I'm sure they have they have way more priorities than than running back in the second round. But even even a later round drafted running back that fits the scheme, I'm fine with it.
1: So I'm gonna throw a, a name out there because I want to get spicy, right? Uh, you know that was a that was a well thought out, level headed take, right? Like that's exactly. I'm
0: gonna, see, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see if I guess your name. So so say your name, and I'm gonna see if I'm
1: right. My name is gonna be Aaron Jones. Um, okay, to wrong, be to be added to be added to the room, right? So I agree with you. I'm in lock and step with you about Mostert and Wilson, right? Please don't ask me uh, about contract with this and Aaron Jones. This is just me dreaming um, and thinking out loud. Hall of uh, Hall of Famer, <laughs> free agent. Maybe be a hall of famer, you know. I guess that just goes to speak of how much I, I love the guy, or whatever. Because I am a big fan of his. But free agent, you know, will you know will command some money and things like that. But fist the scheme. I think he would be he would instantly come to this team, and this is no slight to Raheem Mostert, be the best back on this team. Um, Because, one, he has familiarity with the scheme, being with Matt LaFleur. Two, his pass-catching chops are a lot better than anybody on his team. Um, And three, he's shifty, man. Like, he he runs hard, but he actually can shake tackles, man. You know, the reason that I feel like people are down on Aaron Jones is because there was this stupid, stupid thing that LaFleur and McCarthy were doing was that they were giving Jamal Williams touches, I guess trying to keep Aaron Jones from injuring himself. But anybody with two eyeballs, whoever watched Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams play, understood that there was a talent gap. Um, And I think that Aaron Jones would be such a weapon here man and and he you know look for everything that we just talked about injuries he's a little nicked up here and there for the most part he's around man you know like he, he lost six games when he first came into the lead to a pd but i would love to add aaron jones to this to this um this lineup with those guys and you mix them in that way it becomes almost indefensible what you can do with those guys
0: i was hoping the name you're gonna say was matt Brita, but
1: oh uh, no that's done <laughs> all right uh here's another question from um red as oh Reds as be real twenty nine. I guess I said that right. Brian B. All right, here's one more important. Oh, here's one. What's more important in the draft? O line help or secondary edge rusher? This is a great one. Um, this wouldn't be a first round need, I don't think, unless you know, um, certified stamped Andrew Pasquini, uh, rookie coming into this league. Penny Sewell falls somehow. Um, but. Um, I think this is a really good question, man, because um, I think with everything that we just talked about with O-line, yes, interior O-line is going to be a concern, you know, especially because someone just asked about the center. Um, and and we said that the center's not on this roster. Is the center a rookie? Is the center someone from out, you know, from somewhere else? We don't know. Um, but I'll let you start, uh, you know, just to just to give that little bit of context there.
0: Um, I'm going to say edge rusher. Um, okay. Just because... They've kind of already put the pieces in. Colton McKivitz was essentially that offensive line pick they made last year, right? Um, so so they've kind of already had the pieces there. They've already have it established. And I think if they're going to – listen, man, I know I kind of just half-assed said that, but Alex mm. Mack would make a lot of sense. He was the yes. center in Atlanta. I don't think they're going to address center in the draft if they can get a guy like Alex Mack. I think edge rush is going to be important because I think they're going to want to start developing some guys – just in case you have to break the glass of emergency again, right, in case somebody gets hurt. I think the edge rush development is going to be key. So I I wouldn't – I don't think uh, – Javi told me, and I, I kind of agree with him, this draft isn't edge rush heavy. Uh, Gregory Rousseau is going to be the number one name. And I've actually watched tape on Gregory Rousseau, and his best move is trying to run through uh, offensive linemen. And with his size, I don't think that's going to work as well in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think there might be some good late-round picks at edge rush that the Niners could try and build up. So if I had to pick between a secondary edge rush or offensive line on the draft for depth, I'm going to go edge rush.
1: Yeah, um, you kind of stole mine. Yeah, that's what I would have said too. Like, I understand that um, offensive line is definitely a need. But, um, you know, you have to think about it like this, right? So I think we all kind of just understand that Robert Sala is not going to be here next year, right? So, you know, we... You could have a, a mindset of, Oh well the scheme's gonna change, they don't value Edge Rusher, but everybody uses edge rusher and I think that anybody that they bring in here, whether it's gonna be a promotion to D'Amico Ryan's or, you know, someone else from the outside, is gonna try to keep what they have here, right? You fit your scheme to the personnel. You already have Nick Bosa, you already have guys that can do that can do half of your job for you because they're in the backfield so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that edge rusher is definitely what would get this defense back. You know, I mean, it, what, what am I talking about back? They're already a top 10 unit. I'm talking about, yeah. uh, you know, but I'm talking about, like, this is how the, 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 the defense really is meant to dominate. They're top 10 based on numbers, but they're nowhere near as dominate. You guys know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, and edge rusher is turning almost into the quarterback of the defense. They're, they're, mm. they're, you're really starting to see people draft high on edge rushers to try and turn their franchise around. I mean, I guess an example would be, I don't know, that guy Nick Bosa. They added uh, him and got healthy. And they were all of a sudden a the Super Bowl team. He gets hurt again, it's done. Yeah. So so I really think teams are trying to get the edge position right, which is why we're seeing teams draft them higher and higher every year. I mean, you you look at the draft in, in 2018, um, 19, Bosa's year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Bosa, Josh Allen, Montez Sweat, guys like that at the top. Rashawn Gary, I know obviously he's not great, but he was still a top 16 pick um edge rush is just as important in court not just as important but almost as important in cor- as quarterback is in the draft nowadays
1: yeah for sure and i agree with all of those points so um we have another question from um vince felice uh you know again he's in our comments right now so i hope he's watching so out of all of our free agents you can only bring back four. Oh my which, goodness which ones are you bringing back
0: uh, so, first of all, shout out Vince uh, for commenting for running back room, Frank Gord Jr. Frank Gore Jr., I Jr. yep, suggestion. I love it. It's in the chat right there. Um, so, you're asking me to pick 10% of the free agents the 49ers have. The 49ers, I'm looking at the list, have 40, 40 free agents. Yeah. Um, I could spend five minutes listing them all, um, but it's it's a lot. So, I'm just going to kind of go over the highlights. I don't want to list all 40. William Sherman, Thomas Tart, Yuschek, Robbie Gold, but he's on a club option; they can bring him back. Tevin Coleman, Born, Kwan Williams, uh, most important name on this list. Tom Compton, Ronald Blair, Ben Garland, Hider, Ansa, McKinnon. I'm just listing them all at this point. Jordan Reed's going to be there. Uh, Witherspoon, Grasu, uh, Jamar Taylor, Dion Jordan. A lot. Listen, the point is, a lot of players are on this list.
1: You know why I'm looking at you like this, right?
0: I, I know. I know.
1: Okay. okay. Um, Go pick your four.
0: My four: Trent Williams, yep; Kyle Uzcheck, yep; Kwan Williams, yep; and Richard Sherman.
1: Wrong. The the fourth one is different. Okay. Kerry Hyder.
0: Okay, so I was gonna cheat and say Kerry Hyder is not gonna be super expensive, maybe. So I'm gonna just like slide him as in as my fifth option.
1: Okay. Well, but we're pretty hey, much nothing step.
0: If if we're talking like the four I would bring back, obviously mine there's gonna be a lot of cap space issues. Hmm. Um but if if cap space is a thing, which obviously it is, I would slide Sherman out and probably bring back Heider because he's not gonna be at the price tag as Sherman.
1: Okay. All right. Um so we got another question. You know, we'll take uh, two more and then you know, we're already getting close to an hour, so um goaded 49ers season on Twitter asked Is Ayuk a more important piece to the offense than Debo? That's a great question. It really is. Um, I think I'm going to preface what I say by it depends on who the quarterback is. As of right now, the state that the offense is in right now, Debo's more important because of the extension of the run game stuff, all that stuff. With a real quarterback, I mean, I don't want to say a real quarterback. A quarterback who's not limited—I hate saying stuff like that, right? I catch myself saying it. Yeah. With uh, with a quarterback not as limited, it's probably Ayuk um, because he does things down the field that I'm not certain that Debo can do. You know, all the way. I mean, I've seen him run routes down there, and I'm telling you right now that he can I'm just telling you that I've seen him get open against the best of the best, and I think with uh, a quarterback who's more adept to throwing the ball down the field, Ayuk would end up being more uh, more important to this offense.
0: What was the exact wording on the question again?
1: Is Ayuk a more important piece to the offense than Debo Samuel? So it's yes or no.
0: I'm going to say no, okay. Um, Because I think, and maybe this is just a cop out. I think they're equally important, okay. And I think the key is is they if if they're on the field together, this offense is totally different with a with with a quarterback who you know is better than the current situation. I think they're equally as important as each other. I think they're going to feed off each other. They do things. Almost similarly, but they have different skill sets. Like I don't think Ayuk is as good out, of, you know, in as a ball carrier as Debo, but I think that Ayuk is a better deep threat than Debo. So I think they perfectly mesh with each other. And I'm going to say they're just as important as each other.
1: Okay, that's a good answer, and I think um, Cynthia in our comments agrees with you too. That's that's a fair take. So um, Vincent Sag-Libbeni, um I hope I said that right. I'm sorry, Vinny. Um, he asked, do the 49ers need to add more linebacker depth next season? That's a really good question, too. Um, right? So we saw the departure of K1. Uh, K-1. Pfft, Kwan um, Alexander. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we know Greenlaw is going to be here. We know Fred's about to be here. That deal's getting done. Um, Aziz Al um, You know, Benigan Foles. I, I think Mark that's his Ochoa. name. Yeah,
0: uh Yeah. Yes. They have to. He's been hurt.
1: Yeah. They have um, to. I think they I definitely w- have to
0: yeah at some places i do like al shair uh uh zachoa I think that's how you pronounce it I apologize him yeah get, i can't I can't remember off the top of my head. he's very good on special teams, so I would keep him um in terms of like strictly for the linebackers, yeah, you could probably upgrade the depth a little bit just in case yeah um because if you're running out there with Aziz al Shair and zachoa as your linebackers in case of emergency like that's no, he's a, special,
1: he's a special teams guy, and that's the thing, right? So I think, um, you know, and then, you know, even when we had Quan, we had Quan, we had Warner, we had Greenlaw, and Greenlaw wasn't even getting on the field because of, of base defenses and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think that you should have that same sort of depth going into next year where we have a guy that's like, man, he needs to really get on the field. Unfortunately, it's just, you know, because we have too many other guys. All right.
0: Yeah, that, that's good. Is, was that the last one or we got one more?
1: We got one more um Beautiful. so um life 49ers 49ers for life on twitter um he asked what does our defensive backfield look like next year so you just listed Jaquisky Tart. you just listed um K1 Williams you just listed Richard Sherman as free agents Jimmy Ward is going to be back here next year um and then from there you know we have a hodgepodge of like you know we we did the free agents and we didn't even mention Jason Verrett
0: like oh no hey f- is he on this list yes. oh no he is bring back Verrett Yes. I'm I'm going to – my four are actually going to be six. I Bring mm. back Fred too, please.
1: <laughs> All right. So what what does the defensive backfield look like um, going into next year? So, like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Jimmy Ward is going to be out there depending on where they want to move him. T Moore is on this team next year because his contract is there. Okay? Outside of that, make your predictions on where everything else lands as far as uh, nickel corner and the other two corners. Mosley. Yep, I mean, he's a restricted free agent, so he'll definitely be back. Verrett. You hope he's going to be back. K1. K1, I hope, is going to be back as well, but he is a little bit older and has had injury issues.
0: Yeah, but I, I think his value is still there, especially if you get him a little cheaper. Okay. Um, Jimmy Ward. Yep. And a safety that's not on the team. I think they're going to address the other free agents, uh, the the other safety via free agency or the draft. I, I don't think Tarts going to come back. I don't think like Moore is just I like Moore, but he's just too inconsistent for That's me. That's the word. That's the word. Um, like he shows bright spots, but they're too few and far between for me to really trust him. I, I you know, I'm I don't like I don't want to say this in like a negative way, but like. Uh, he's probably the Nick Mullins of the defense. Where like in uh, short, it, 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 can I can I can I finish? Can I finish? Go. In short spurts, he's fine. He's good enough. Like like Mullins showed in short spurts, he can be good. Mm-hmm. But if you see him too much, he's going to get exposed. Um, he's gonna get exposed. So I think I think the other and like that's not a knock on Moore. That's not a knock on Mullins. This is just kind of the comparison that I used in this case. I think the other safety is going to be addressed in free agency or the draft.
1: Okay, that's fair. Those are all the questions that we had. Thank you guys for submitting them on Twitter. We just wanted to make sure we did at least a segment like this. Felt like it was the right time to ask these sort of questions because – Everybody's kind of dealing with uh, this loss in different ways. Some people have completely just flipped the script to the to the draft. Some people are holding out hope for for the playoffs. but yeah, <laughs> but no matter where you lie, you know there's still all these questions, no matter what happens, um, you know, playoffs or not. So I mean, these were some great questions. you guys always uh, you guys always want to know all the all the pertinent information and stuff like that. so we appreciate you guys sending in the uh, actual questions that matter.
0: yeah, we, we really appreciate it. We might actually turn it over to Twitter, period um you know just just because it's a little easier on us so we don't have to follow through on the the uh the which I gonna call what's the the little comment thing on the side we don't have to track it um if you listen and if you don't have a Twitter I guess this is a good time uh to, to advertise this if you don't have a Twitter that that obviously we're not going to say get a Twitter uh we actually we have an email address as well uh it's just this sprint right option podcast at gmail.com if you have a question you're itching to get off send it to the email I'll check it consistently if there are questions and I'll make sure those questions get addressed as well uh, but but we might just start taking questions via Twitter um, is that it do you have any last thoughts or can we can we start signing off because I have a few things I want to say on the sign off
1: yeah no we're good man you know just um just make sure that you know whatever debate that you find yourself in this week um just make sure you check out that context and that nuance, man. Make sure you're looking at everything. You know, don't get wrapped up in what you want to be right. Try to try to just look at everything black and white, and and just you know make sense of it that way.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to say it, man. Don't 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 judge this team too hard because a lot of the issues aren't really the team's fault. It's not the mm-hmm. player's fault or anything like that. Um, where do I want to start? I'm going to start here. I meant to say this on Friday, and if if I may, Jason. Get a little serious just for one hot second. I know no, I did not want to spy you. Go for it, um, So, as y- you may know, COVID is coming back with a vengeance, COVID part three. Um, and a lot of states are hitting that stay at home order. And I know, as somebody who stays at home, I'm not going home for Christmas. Um, as somebody who stays at home a lot, it uh, takes a, takes a uh, hit on the mental health. I just want to reach out, and uh, Jason, I'm assuming you're going to have the same ideas I do. Um, um, Man, if you need somebody to talk to, my DMs are open. Yeah, man. Um, It it is a very mentally exhausting time, and you know I had to make the tough decision of not going out for Christmas to see my family. It'll be the first time in 28 years that I do not see my family on Christmas Day. Um, And in in case you want to do the math, I'm 28 years old, so this will be the first time. Uh, So listen, if you feel the need to have somebody to talk to because I've been there everybody's been there my dms are open reach out to me and i, I will be there you know obviously how serious it is I will adjust what I'm gonna say and and all that you know there's resources out there that if you do need help you know reach out and call them um but if if it's not you know super serious or you just need somebody to talk to my Direct mes- messages are open, uh, especially this time of year with the holidays and the importance of family we put on it. So just just please, please, please reach out to us, and then we, we will be there to talk to.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it any better, man. If you guys want to talk football, you know, get your mind away from it, cool. If you guys want to talk about some other stuff, you know, I'll, I'll be glad to, to be in here. And that's, a, that's all we want to be at this point.
0: And speaking of Christmas, uh, Jason, I feel this is a good time to bring this up. Yep. Uh, Christmas falls on a Friday this year, and yep. Jason and I will be taking Christmas off. There will be no show on Friday, but we got good news. We're going to go long on Wednesday, and so, uh, we listen, we fully understand. We don't expect you to sit in front of your computer watching us for an hour and a half, two hours. Break it up. So, so in my head, the best way to, to indulge in next week's episode would be via the podcast, uh, we listen, we will, we will make a standpoint in the episode and say, listen, we are breaking the episode off. This is where we're going to go into the breakdown of what would that be, the Arizona game. Yeah. So we will listen to the first half. We'll be talking about the, the Cowboy game that happens on Sunday or that happened on Sunday. The second half of the show will be an Arizona Cardinals preview um so definitely like we will we will say we are done breaking down the cowboys game this is where we're going to get into the cardinals game if you want to take a break from the podcast listen to us friday go right ahead this is the spot so we we don't we don't fully expect you guys to sit um sit and listen to us talk for two hours break it up if you want if you do want to come watch the live show for two hours we'll be here and maybe we'll have it christmas themed i don't know man Uh, The Cowboys preview will be Friday as normal, as per normal. That's when we're going to talk all things Dallas Cowboys. But just so you know, next Friday, the Christmas episode, there is none. I might do something personally that if you guys want to talk football with me, I might open up a Zoom call. I might open up a StreamYard call and have people join in, and we could talk 49ers if you want to get your itch. Because as I said, I will be in this room on Christmas Day. So if you you, want to talk football with me on Friday – on christmas day if if you have nothing better to do i'll i'll drop a zoom link and you guys can request it for me on dms in terms of the show though we're going 2 hours on wednesday or hour and a half 2 hours whatever whatever we decide um and then friday there's going to be no show
1: perfect yeah so i mean yes guys thank you guys for tuning in as usual you know we we're always humbled by the support online when you guys have the inside jokes with us like that that really that really means so much honestly so it just shows that you guys are paying attention and i can't believe uh i can't believe that there's actually people out there that enjoy like listening to you and i speak it's 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 crazy andrew
0: oh i i I tell i tell jason i told you last night like the fact that anytime Jameis winston gets into a football game and i get tweets sent to me telling me about it like that's something i never expected with this uh yeah I, i honestly never expected us to have inside jokes and yeah you know, consistent fans and all that, but man, it, it's really cool uh, to see, and maybe 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 that's part part of what we'll do on our Wednesday show is really talk about how much you guys mean to us uh, since it's the holidays and all that stuff or Um, maybe
1: you know maybe we can do like we can do like a whole year thing right because it's the end of the year probably be like one of the last shows of the year but we'll we'll talk about that look we'll come up with something guys we got it we just wanted to let you guys know how we're going to be doing things for the next week and knowing we're not going to leave you guys hanging you know especially you know no matter what's going on with the 49ers we're going to be on top of it so you know that that's what we want to say
0: And then uh, I guess too. one last thing Uh, for the off season we already have off season plans, what we're going to talk about. I, what, the idea we're kind of working on, I think it's something you guys will enjoy. Uh, We'll we'll try to have as much fan input as we can. Uh, Obviously the podcast is going to have less to talk about during the off season because there's no games to break down, but uh, we, we have a few plans and I have a plan too for an end of season show as well. Uh, And we're really going to try and get as much fan participation as we can. Uh, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Sprint Right Option Podcast. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. I don't know why my ad's not there. I must have done something else. I don't know what I did. But um, my, my, my ad on Twitter is at Pasquini Andrew, Jason Aponte, 2103 is Jason's Twitter name at thingy that you can retweet again on. I don't know. Um, the Sprint Right Pod is the podcast name on Twitter. Go give that a follow uh do i have anything else i have to plug oh yeah us uh, uh we're on spotify and apple Podcasts now just look up sprint right option podcast there uh download us uh subscribe to us there we really appreciate it. I, I really like looking at the numbers go up so if we get those numbers up it'll make me happy um uh, so beautiful jason any last thoughts before we sign off
1: nope uh you know thank you guys uh you know as always for tuning in subscribe everywhere you know and we'll talk to you guys next, you know we'll talk to you guys friday and you know as always Let's go Niners.
0: Go Niners.